Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Pitchers on Pitchers. I'm John Kearney. I'm here with uh, Steve Peters. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a uh, baseball player for CCNY in New York City. Um, and I was a baseball player in high school. So that's kind of our background <laughs> on why we're experts on the subject. Um, we both pitched at some point in our lives. He has an inning in college, so he's technically a college pitcher, even though he's an outfielder. Um, but today we're basically the, the, the structure of our show is that we're going to break down the MLB Cy Young race for each, uh, both the AL and the NL. Um, and this week we're going to be doing the national league. Um, I'm a Mets fan. So obviously Jacob deGrom has a special place in my heart, but he's also in the running alongside Hyunjun Ryu for the Dodgers, Max Scherzer for the nationals and Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals. Steve, how are we doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, as a Pirates fan, it's been a very, very tough second half. Um, I don't even want to get into the record. I don't know why we're keeping Clint Hurdle around. It's just, it's not looking good. And we, I don't want to bring up the Felipe Vasquez stuff. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, there's not much to look forward to as a Pirates fan. <laughs> but, but this NL Cy Young race is very intriguing just because there's a few names that could really win it. And DeGrom had a sneaky good year, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy because of how well he did last year. Yeah, he had – I mean, he was the best pitcher in baseball last year by far. Had the lowest – had below a two ERA. And uh, this year, you know, a little bit higher ERA. He ended up with a two four three, But that was only, that was good for second in the, uh, in the National League. Um, and I believe the whole league, he was probably top five. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, great year for him. Ryu started off so hot. He had, you know, like a 1-4 ERA – before the the all-star break and then second half kind of fell off a little bit ended up giving up a bunch of runs and consecutive starts fell down to a 2-4 which is still good for one of the best in the ml and the MLB. down to a 2-4 yeah fell down to a 2-4 <laughs> um but you know he had a great year too for the dodgers who are you know right now considered the the favorite for the national league to you know represent them in the uh, world series um but also on that list is Max Scherzer, division rival of the Mets, pitches for the Nationals. He ended up with a 2.92 ERA, but he did miss a few starts. Ended up in the top of the league with strikeouts. Um, you know, behind Degrom, obviously, because Degrom should win the Cy Young. But um, <laughs> you know, that's that's a it's a yeah, non This is a non biased podcast. Um, but uh, and then Jack Flaherty is kind of my dark horse for this one. Um, he had an unbelievable second half of the year. I think he had it below a one ERA, um, after the all-star break. And it was really just a sight to see if you're a a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So those guys are really, you know, kind of taking, taking the bull by the horns in terms of this race. Uh, in my mind, at least, I know there are a couple pitchers for the Atlanta Braves that might get thrown in there like Max Fried or Mike Soroka, Fulton but, those are guys that I think are a little young. I think that'll play against them in the voting, unfortunately, um, because these guys that are on this list have really duplicated this success. You know, DeGrom won the Cy Young last year. Ryu has had good seasons in the past. He was hurt the last couple of years. Scherzer is always is a perennial Cy Young Award winner, or candidate at least. Uh, he's he's one of the only people to win in both leagues, right? I believe so, yeah. Because um, he won in the American League a few years ago as well. Um, so, I mean, these guys are really, I think who the voters will focus on, especially stats based. Um, 
So, I mean, we just kind of went through their, their earned run average. You know, DeGrom is a special place in my heart because I've watched mm-hmm. the Mets blow every game that he ever pitches because he gives up less than a run a game when he does pitch well. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really just something upsetting. A um, little off topic, but are you, would you want to get rid of Callaway? Yes. Yeah, his bullpen management, like, all season was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, DeGrom, over the last two seasons, I saw a stat today that last year and this year combined, he has a 205 ERA. Jeez. So that means his average earned runs, for the, the listeners, we should have explained this, I guess, in the beginning, but earned run average is how many runs he gives up that are his fault uh, per game. Per, and he's averaging two per nine innings, yeah, right? Yeah, per nine innings. So per nine innings, so per full game, he's giving up two earned runs. And in baseball, you don't necessarily go a full nine innings. Mm-hmm. You usually go between six and seven if you're good, especially now. based on today's yeah today's MLB. Right. Um, so these guys with you know below three earned run average are you know top of the tops, you know best of the best um, pitchers in the league. So that's why this stat is so important. I think is because Degrom, you know, last year with the Mets. They had a bad year this year. They had a weird year where they were terrible and then they got really good and then they were mediocre for the rest of the year. But he still pushed through that and had under a 2.5 earned run average. So, and you know, you see Ryu, he pitched for the Dodgers. They have an unbelievable record this year. Um, if you want to take Scherzer and Flaherty, because I know you're a big, a big uh, Miles Mikolas fan, even though he's not on this list, I know you pay <laughs> attention to the Cardinals a little bit because you're a central guy. Yeah, I mean, the, Jack Flaherty, like, he's a huge part of why the Cardinals are going to be winning this and NL Central. Um, mm-hmm. Down the stretch, he was just so important and so vital to that team, who their biggest question for them was their starting pitching. Like, they had Jordan Hicks, they had Andrew Miller. I mean, Andrew Miller's been, like, inconsistent, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Hicks, I mean, he got hurt really early. That Tommy mm-hmm. John is, like, going to hurt them, at least in the playoffs this year, even though they're still mm-hmm. looking like a good team. But um, Flaherty had a .99 whip this year. So whip is walks, hits, innings pitched. So how many people you're allowing on base per inning? Um, only person lower on this list was Jacob DeGrom at .97. So both of these mm-hmm. guys are averaging less than one, like, batter on base per inning, which is just absurd. Absolutely absurd, even in the <laughs> major leagues, just because they're all professional hitters. They're all professional, like – um I mean, they, they're the best of the best. So, like, seeing people there still getting – still dominating, and mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable. I mean, and also with Flaherty, he's the only one on this list where, like, he kind of came out of nowhere. Like, we've seen mm-hmm. flashes from for the past couple of years of Flaherty pitching well for the Cardinals, but he never really put it all together. Like, him and Weaver mm-hmm. were always, like, on top of that list, even though yeah. Weaver's with the Diamondbacks now. But, I mean, it's really nice to see, like, him come up and actually perform for the Cardinals. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's not like you know Ryu or Scherzer or any or slashes in the whip category either, because they're oh, no. at Ryu's at one point oh two and Scherzer's at one point oh three. So they're basically all averaging around one base runner per game per inning, right? Um, which is disgusting. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, I think I think Flaherty's second half will really play to the voters, and I think Ryu's second half will really be a detriment to him because mm-hmm. it's all about sustained success. And I think if you can't show sustained success, then it's going to be tough for you to kind of prove your case that you're the best pitcher in baseball for that season. Right. Um, because it is a season award. It's not a half a season award. If it was a half a season exactly. award, Ryu would have won and Strasburg would have been in the mix and 
you know, the season is a long, it's a long season. Yeah. What's um, even, what's like, like, what's the worst part about like um, Cy Young and MVP is like the awards are so subjective because like, mm-hmm. like voter bias can get really play a part in them. Um, I heard something like, uh, let's go with Mike Trout because Mike Trout's like, I know this is a kind of off topic, but it'll circle around, I promise. So Mike mm-hmm. and like ridiculed for like not, maybe not being able to be in the MVP voting. Because his team's mm-hmm. not playing well. His team's not playing in the playoffs. So they're not really worthy of that. Like, he's not really mm-hmm. worthy of that MVP voting. But this, on the other side, with Bellinger in the NL, they're thinking about mm-hmm. not having him win the – like, I've heard stuff about, like, him not winning the NL MVP just because the Dodgers played not a lot of meaningful games down the stretch because they're already so far ahead in the NL West and in the NL in general that he wasn't playing in meaningful games. And that could be something that hurts Ryu in the voting for Cy Young. For the same mm-hmm. reasoning, because he wasn't pitching in meaningful games, because the Dodgers were running away with it, which is absolutely ludicrous to me, but it's mm-hmm. something that really could happen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm also looking at his walk per nine uh, numbers for Flaherty, and he's almost at three walks mm-hmm. per nine innings. No, uh, I love him. He's at, he's at 2.57, which I shouldn't say almost three, but he's significantly higher than everyone else on the list. I mean, Scherzer's walks per nine is 1.72. Ryu's at 1.23, which is literally half or almost literally half the average, mm-hmm. which is 3.29. And DeGrom's at 1.94, which is still a bit high. But um, I think I think having that many that many control issues – which, I mean, it's still lower than the MLB average, so he's having a great year. Mm-hmm. But as compared to the other three guys, I think he might be, like I said, he's my dark horse for a candidate. Yeah. Not, like, to get votes, not even necessarily to win. Um, but just because of his second half of the year. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with what you're saying about Trout, where it's like, he's not playing in meaningful games. Like, like for people that aren't playing in, in meaningful games, it's going to be tough. But, like, I think because it's like, the awards come out in November. So, I mean... It is a regular season award, and I don't think it's necessarily like, for example, the NBA MVP award, right. where they do it after the season, and you get to watch guys who are MVP candidates play every night in the in a, like play every game mm-hmm. and dominate or fall off. Whereas like pitchers, it's like you pitch once every five days, and in the playoffs, I mean, it tends to vary once every four days, maybe. But um, you know, I don't think that'll necessarily work against Degrom, which is cool, right? Um. Yeah, so right now, who would you, like, with these four candidates, how would you rank them, one through four? Uh, DeGrom, Ryu, Scherzer, Flaherty. Yeah, I'd be the same way. I think, but I think Ryu and Scherzer are very, very, very close. I think so, too, and I think Flaherty is going to be very close, if not winning it. To, to winning it, if not winning it in the years to come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so going back to, like, his his weird numbers, so he had that 2.57 uh, walks per nine mm-hmm. numbers. His the opponents are hitting one point one nine three against it, which is one ninety three, right? Because that's how it's a percentage, obviously, for baseball for for average. Um, but he has the lowest average of the four, average against, which is one point nine three. Degrom has a two point oh or point two oh five. Ryu is two thirty two, and Scherzer is two twenty one, mm-hmm. and the MLB average is two forty nine. So Ryu's as close to average as you're going to get out of these three. And Scherz is a little bit closer than that, but Flaherty has been unbelievable in terms of opponents putting the ball in play. It's just a matter of him letting up base runners with walks. Yeah. That's really what's killing him, I guess, in this conversation. Because if his if his walks per nine was lower, I would say that I would have him potentially higher on the list. Yeah, that's very true. And like 
one thing that really does help Flaherty is his, the defense in St. Louis is very – you can say elite. De Young played a lot better on defense than he was, like, expected to this year. Colton Wong always been known as a defender. Same with Goldschmidt. Like, Goldschmidt's an all-around first baseman. Carpenter played, like, decent at third base. And, like, even their outfield defense was much improved from last year. So, like, that was all, like, very beneficial in both his average against and his ERA, too. Because ERA, like, defense does play a factor in ERA because you're only as good as the defense behind you. And, like, because errors and, like, earned runs become so subjective with people, mm-hmm. it's – um, it's huge to have, make sure you're like you still have that defense behind you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, so this is going back to last year now again. But when win and loss columns played into uh, the race last year, I don't want to hear with it. where Degrom won. He won with ten, he was at, he had a ten and nine record this year. He's eleven and nine. Ridiculous. Or eleven and eight, I think. But he could have had two years where he won. 10 games and won the Cy Young. But all four of these guys have under 15 wins. Mm-hmm. DeGrom has 11, Scherzer has 11, mm-hmm. Flaherty has 10, and Ryu's the closest to 15 with 13 wins. But they're all Cy Young candidates because of the numbers that they put on the field rather than the wins and losses, which they can't necessarily control if they're giving up like these guys, like runs like they're giving up because they're giving up less than two, two and a half a game. Yeah. It's it, um, wins and losses become so subjective too because you can give up, not not even subjective. It becomes almost ludicrous in like Cy Young voting because you can mm-hmm. give up six runs if the pitcher you're facing gives up eight, you get the win. Like, exactly, it doesn't really make sense. I would say that back in back in the day, so to speak, it was more influential because you were giving up. Everybody was giving up less runs, right? So if you're giving up three runs a game and the opponent's giving up two and they get the win, that I think does matter. Because that means mm-hmm. that they beat you, but nowadays with the home run like spike, um, I think it's really tough to value wins and losses as much as you can, as much as you are, because teams are scoring so many more runs that you can't put wins and losses. I'm not saying that like, you can go one in ten and win the Cy Young. I don't um, think that's you're true. Kind of get where you're going with this, and also another big thing that um, plays into effect with wins and losses in the um, recency is that. Um, bullpen usage has gone up so much, especially in the last decade, since mm-hmm. even since the 2000s. Like, starting pitchers aren't going as deep as they used to, and because of that, wins and losses don't really factor in as much. I mean, look at the race. Mm-hmm. The race will use six pitchers in the game, not even worry about it. Like, giving a win to one of those six guys, they all play a part in, like, what they do. So it mm-hmm. just doesn't really make sense to have um, that many people. Like, it doesn't really make sense to have wins and losses count towards a Cy Young voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, I, I just thought it was very interesting that all of these guys are considered, you know, especially Scherzer and DeGrom are perennial Cy Young candidates, perennial even MVP candidates some years. Um, and they both, I mean, I know Scherzer missed some time, but they all of them are under 15 wins, which is not normally what we're used to because in the American League, which we'll talk about on next week's episode, um, to give a little sneak peek, Justin Verlander is on pace to win over 20 games. Garrett Cole is on pace to potential, or Verlander may may win 20 games. Garrett Cole will be very close to winning 20 games, and they're on the same team. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy to see the disparity between the National League Cy Young race and the American League Cy Young race in terms of wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Um, even with uh, like what you were saying with the perennial MVP candidates, I feel like Ryu would be in the perennial MVP candidate. 
Like, this is the first mm-hmm. year he really, like, found a way to stay healthy and actually pitch. And he does it Since little, his rookie year. Yeah, exactly. And he does it a little different than everybody else in this list does. He's not a hard thrower. He gets soft contact and gets people to pop up. Like, DeGrom's a strike thrower. He gets strikeouts. Same with Scherzer. And yeah, he was gassing it up to 99 this year. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's ridiculous. With that <laughs> movement, too, it's just not fair. Gross. But Gross. Yeah, we use a little different. So it's, it's it's interesting to see him in this list with everybody else. I mean, it and it's kind of like Dallas Keuchel a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, when he was pitching for the Astros that he won a Cy Young. He topped out at 93 miles an hour, which, I mean, to the layperson, to you and I, is really, really fast. But in the grand scheme of things in the Major League Baseball, um, he doesn't throw very hard. But he made it work. He won the Cy Young. Maybe Ryu can do the same thing this year if he can steal it from Degrom and Scherzer. I mean, I, I think it's it's tough for voters to overlook what both Scherzer and Degrom did this year. I think Degrom leading the league in strikeouts was big, um, leading the National League in strikeouts, I should say, because Garrett Cole had over three hundred. Yeah, it but, doesn't make sense. Um, leading the National League in strikeouts, Scherzer is usually at the top of that list as well. I believe Scherzer was second, um, but. You know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see who comes out with it. Because last year, it seemed to me, at least, granted, I'm a Mets fan. I have a little bit of a bias. But, <laughs> a little? Uh, okay, a lot of a bias. <laughs> but I thought DeGrom was the runaway favorite to win. Mm-hmm. And when he won, okay. This year, I think there's a conversation to be made for the top three guys, which in my mind are DeGrom, Ryu, Scherzer. But also for Flaherty, because he had an under one earned run average the second half of the season. And the Cardinals have secured a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll play big and play largely in voters' minds as well. And it should. I think I completely agree with you too. So like, even though you have a bias, like I don't think you're wrong with your bias because I really do think, like, I almost think this is DeGrom's award to lose this year, but at the mm-hmm. same time, um, Scherzer and Ryu are just as qualified to be in that Cy Young conversation as DeGrom is and like to have it be their Cy Young to lose. And Flaherty mm-hmm. really could steal the hearts of some voters because of that dark horse and because pe- like they're so subjective and they love the story maybe because of how well he pitched on the stretch and because how beneficial he was for the team. And the Cy Young's really viewed as the MVP for pitcher. So they might put mm-hmm. a lot of value in how beneficial, how much they helped their team. DeGrom's, mm-hmm. the Mets, I'm sorry to see it, but like they didn't really make the, pl- they didn't make the playoffs. They, they were in it. They were, in it, for, they were they in, it. in it for the entire time. It's a little different than the Angels, who were in it for like maybe two to three, <laughs> two to three weeks, and then the Astros and Athletics were just like, nah. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the voters do with this. Yeah, definitely. And so, last interesting stat before we give our official rankings and why, I would like to point out that the disparity between now and even you know ten years ago. But let's say even like back to the 80s and 90s, only one of these players has a complete game. And it's Ryu. Mm-hmm. And he has one. <laughs> yeah. Whereas year, a couple of years ago, you would have seen guys with three, four, five complete games. At least. But now, like you were saying, bullpens factor in so largely. And that's why wins and losses are so kind of subjective, how you read them and read into them. And- um Especially with like um, how all these pitchers are really were competing for a wild card spot, or they're trying to get into the playoffs, if not already in the playoffs. So you don't want to overwork them in the regular season. You want to make sure they're there for you in the playoffs, pitching to the best of their ability. So like they've cut down on innings for that reason too. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, you know, you love to see people saving pitchers' arms, but it seems like pitchers get hurt just as more now than they ever did. Um, but anyway, so who do you have in fourth out of these guys? I think we both kind of gave our predominant list, right. but I'd like to get into your reasoning. I still think it's Flaherty because I think because he only, he pitched really well down the stretch, don't get me wrong, but because he's really new to the scene, because he's got the highest ERA of all these pitchers, because he's got he, he's ranking in fourth in a lot of the categories, which isn't a bad thing, but mm-hmm. I think that's going to hurt him a little bit, even though he did have a one ERA down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I would put Flaherty in fourth as well. Um, I love his batting average, like opponent's batting average mm-hmm. numbers, but that was really the only one that jumped out to me, other than his second half ERA. Right. But his overall ERA was a problem for me. I think it's tough to reconcile the two halves, and that's going to be partially my reason for ranking Ryu third. Um, I I decided to flip that. I flip flopped a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I think he had he had consecutive starts of like twelve earned runs, and then five, and then another four, and it was just very uncharacteristic in the second half. But just because it's out of the ordinary doesn't mean that it was okay. And he seemed to show a little less consistency than the first half. I think people started to figure him out a little bit. You play more in-division games in the second half, um, especially down the stretch. So I think seeing him more and more gave teams a little bit of an edge because he is one of those guys that's throwing, you know, 92, 93 miles an hour. He has a good changeup, good off-speed stuff, but sometimes that's just not enough when you're throwing a slower fastball that people can time out a little easier, see for a little bit longer. Um, What do you think about three? Uh, I'm still going to keep Scherzer here just because I think with a lot of the voters, they're going to look, they're going to put a lot of emphasis on Ryu's first half of the year before he like went out for a little bit for, with an injury. I feel like they, they mm-hmm. might, they give them the benefit of the doubt that like that hurt him a little bit. And he was a little more cautious down the stretch, maybe not pitching to the best of his abilities, but, and also because Scherzer and DeGrom are both perennial MVP, or MVP, excuse me, Cy Young candidates already, they might look at, um, Ryu and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy's a little different. Kind of switch it up a little bit, and which is shouldn't be a reason for picking somebody for Cy Young. But I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get in the voters' heads, and I can see that being a real big reason for like voters going Ryu second. Well, I I kind of gave that away, but I have Ryu going second just because mm-hmm. I think Degrom's season's just too much to pass on. He was sneaky good, which is just absurd because like you would think there'd be so much focus on him from like what happened last year, but because of all the dysfunction in the Mets bullpen and mm-hmm. Syndergaard, maybe in the trade um, talks with Syndergaard, I feel like that really played a factor in the Grom being om- almost under the radar this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think Scherzer going second for me is just because I know that he missed the time that he did. And Ryu also missed time, but Scherzer's time missed would have put him more than likely ahead of DeGrom and strikeouts, not necessarily an ERA, because he does give up a lot of home runs, so that's why I have him second. Mm. But I think his missed time is more significant than Ryu's. I don't think Ryu's factored in because he came back and was throwing fine, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he was giving up 12 runs. Right. So I think that's a little strange for me, and that's a little bit of a tell for his consistency. But um, So I also I have DeGrom first, as I assume you do, as you said. Mm. Um and I, I agree with what you're saying, that I think a lot of attention wasn't paid to him because of so much dysfunction, but also because he had those two bad starts in the beginning of the season. He had one against Miami and then 
and I mean bad is a relative term, I guess. He gave up like five runs once and then gave up three the next time, which for him is like, oh my God, the sky is falling. <laughs> but for anyone else would be like a regular season. Right. Um, and after that, he really righted the ship and kind of got himself into a winning position every game and gave his team a chance to win every time he went out there. Um, even though they didn't take advantage of it, he gave them the opportunity. Um, and I think the strikeout numbers were great. His velocity was up this year and it was functional velocity. It wasn't just throwing hard to throw hard. Um, and he really did replicate what he did last season. He, it was like, it's a replica. It's not necessarily the same thing, but it's like kind of a toned down version of what he did last year. And it was just as almost as impressive as last year. Not quite, but very, very close. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not as impressive as last year because last year he was just otherworldly. And like the the whole stats about like if his team scored this many runs, his his win loss record would be this and all that. It's just absurd to see. Like I wonder, it, it's really sad. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I can see that being. It, I can see it being really sad, but at the same time, like it's probably almost the same situation this year too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll see. That's that's what I'm looking at right now. I mean, there's still another week to the season, so any of these guys. I mean, DeGr- or, I'm sorry. There's another series to the season for most teams. Mm-hmm. So you never know what any of these guys can do with an extra start. DeGrom's done for the season, um, but more than likely, because he's not going to pitch on short rest right? Um, as they're out of the playoffs. But you never know. Ryu could have one more start. Scherzer could have another start, and Flaherty could have another start. So that could bump you know, one of them either way. Ryu could have give up three runs and fall below DeGrom and ERA. That would be huge. Um, he could pick up a couple points. Scherzer could pick up a couple, and Flaherty could pick up a couple. So you never know what this is, how this is going to swing, how that last start factors into this this voting uh, time for for the writers. So yeah, well, Scherzer might not get another start just because he's already been named the wild card game once or wild card starter. So, uh, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. So he might um, not get another start, but Ryu might, and who knows, maybe Flaherty might too, because I think. I think the Brewers still have a chance to win the Central. I don't think the, they do. the Cardinals they do. clinched it. So like, they could, they, they're playing some meaningful games, too, because they're playing. They're either going to be playing the Braves or they're going to be playing the Nationals. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. It's going to be a cool race. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, even and more excited for the playoff race, especially in the NL, because it's a little more um, – and almost any team can win kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, for sure. But It's very much more wide open. Yeah, for, yeah definitely. Um, all right, so that was that was the NL Cy Young Award race. This has been Pitchers on Pitchers. I'm John Kearney. I'm Stephen Peters. And we look forward to hearing from you guys about how this went and talking to you next week. All right, all right. have a good one. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.